During this episode of Take Talks Business, we'll be interviewing Phil DeMuth of DeMuth Train in Chesapeake, Virginia. Phil, thanks for joining me. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit and talk and, and give our listeners a chance to, uh, to get to know you and uh, DeMuth Train. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, Tag. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm, I'm here at the, uh, the DeMuth Train offices. Um, I got a chance to walk through and, and look at some of what you guys do. It's, it's pretty impressive. Um, but before we jump into the business side of it, um, can you give the listeners a little bit of, of your background? My name is Phil DeMuth, and I've, I'm one of three brothers here at DeMuth Train. And our, our father started the company here back in 1970 um, and was the original franchise holder. And I'll get into that when we talk a little bit on history. Um, a little bit about who we are to get you started so people would say, what's Dubuque Train? Um, we see these trucks running around and everything else. Yeah. Uh, Want to know a little bit more about what you guys do? We are um, a professional energy services company and we specialize in building uh, solutions for really commercial industrial buildings. Okay. And our prime uh, equipment we work with is commercial HVAC. That would be HVAC that controls heats and cools buildings, controls hit, uh, humidity, and uh, we also work with contractors with parts. We have three parts stores in the area. We do service and a big push on energy solutions. Um, what's neat about what we do in our, I guess, our territory, it really matches up nicely with the 757 yeah. region. I mean, we cover the two regions of Hampton Roads and the Eastern Shore, plus we have Northeastern North Carolina and uh, what we do cover that 757 doesn't cover is a little island called Bermuda, <laughs> <laughs> which is off the coast uh, there. So that's a little odd. Uh, and Somebody our, was looking for a vacation spot, I think, right? I don't know how. <laughs> I think it was on the East Coast. And yeah. Uh, even our competition has the same type of areas. Really? Uh, wow. Which is interesting. Um, so our clients include K through 12 public and private uh, schools, higher educations. We do a lot with the colleges, um, uh, city, federal, and municipality buildings, and uh, of course commercial buildings and industrial facilities. Gotcha. And, and you bring it up a little bit during the description, but I think sometimes when, when people think of HVAC, most of us, because of our homes, apartments, wherever we're living, we're thinking of it from a residential standpoint. But uh, in walking through the complex, and you mentioned this, it, it's a lot more than just AC. Um, yep. Can you get into a little bit about kind of where, how that ha has expanded for you as a company, especially over the last 50 years, because you had made the comment when we were walking through that it's as much of a, as a tech company sometimes as it is a, a what we would consider to be like HVAC. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, about how that transition has taken place over the last 50 years? Okay, I can, I can walk you a little bit through the history. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. I guess the 
the best way to give an analogy that people can understand um, is we're kind of like a car dealer. We sell cars, which is our equipment, which could be different types of equipment that make up a system. Then we service that equipment, that commercial industrial equipment, and we help building owners and industrials run their facilities with the service. And then we sell the parts, so other contractors uh, working on train equipment will buy parts from us, train OEM parts, and then we also sell, say, the car accessories. Gotcha. We sell other things through our parts and supply warehouses that help with the HVAC uh, servicing okay. and, and equipment. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, let me give you a little personal. We'll start out with that, and then yeah. we'll... Uh, because uh, it's often asked, how did uh, you three brothers uh, end up working at Demuth Train? So uh, have a brother, uh, Clint, Roger, and myself. We're seven years apart. I'm the youngest. I hate when people have to ask that now. Who's the youngest? <laughs> uh, and uh, we all uh, ended up in the business, but it wasn't really intentional. Okay. Um, we in the summers would and summer work would you know work in parts or service or cut the lawns and uh but that was it and then when it was time for college we each went our different ways um uh i went to college in uh, uh colorado and engineering degree out there and then i had another brother two brothers here at odu okay. and uh, our brother clint who runs the company uh he got his mba at odu but was going to be a rock and roll star for, uh, and went to school at Berkeley College of Music. Oh wow! Uh, and is is real into music. But it's funny how life changes yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Um, so we uh, again worked in different, start our careers at at different places. Uh, my brother Clint was in retail okay. for a while. My brother Raj worked for a um, electrical company and I believe they did conductors or inducers little electrical parts yeah and then I ended up uh, starting my career in uh, Portland Oregon and oh. was in sales out there gotcha. uh, for I started with train but for a franchise of train yeah and then went in the internet advertising world in uh, San Francisco oh wow and then ended up back here in 2002 so, yeah so yeah so what brought you back um, well, uh, working with Train, and uh, they had an opportunity here at Demuth. Gotcha. Uh, so I was able, I was going to actually go work in San Diego okay. for Train after the internet dot bomb yeah. collapse, and then uh, the opportunity came here, so I decided to take it. Wow. And I was really impressed when I came to this organization and saw what they were doing after working in different companies. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, this culture is awesome. Why didn't you guys tell me? <laughs> They're like, Phil, you wouldn't have understood. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, so you come back, um, the company's been in the area for um, several decades. What, what do you think over the last um, 50 years has really been kind of the key to to the success both as a team and as an organization wow um, definitely as a success has been 
uh, I guess, leadership from my dad, but is caring nature and growing associates. Yeah. It's been our associates that have really made the difference. Gotcha. Um, I really didn't uh, understand, I guess, as much uh, what they were doing. I recently read a book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And it's, he was a SEAL team guy, and he did, uh, in this book, he talks about uh, decentralized command. So people making decisions right on the front line. Yeah. And doing the best with the knowledge they have to, to help the customer, more or less, or help their position. Yeah. And he's really done a nice job with that. But my brother, who started, took over the leadership in 2003, Clint, mm-hmm. he's worked in almost every department we have, uh, has done and taken that to the next level. Nice. He's really done the same thing. Yeah and uh, has helped us grow our people and people that care. Yeah, that's great. Um, So as a company, um, and I mean, you can speak about this both professionally for yourself and the company as a whole, but have there been over that timeline any major challenges that you guys have come up against? I mean, I, I know today, when we talk about that, most people wanna talk about COVID specifically, but I mean, were there other challenges in years past that you guys came up against that you that really kind of put some pressure on you as a team and and you guys felt like you kind of worked through it well i i could go into each decade it seemed like of the companies you know it's our 50 year uh anniversary this year and if i look at the company part of this i haven't been involved in but um part of it i have The, the first 10 years in the 70s uh they just sold equipment and parts and then uh, they had pain with equipment not being either started, started upright or how they're dealing with warranties. So they ended up creating a service department. They really oh. didn't have a service department before that. Oh, wow. Okay. So then in the 80s, they were having trouble because um, these systems that are in large commercial buildings, you know, you're talking. 50,000 to a million square feet. There's lots of little parts of all these little equipment. Yeah. And you have these control systems, which again are like computers to tie them all together. They got into that business, which oh, okay. is another, it's a lot of, it's, it's intensive with the type of uh, project management you, you need to do to get that kind of stuff done. Gotcha. And there's a lot of knowledge with computers needed. So that happened, uh, and that was a big challenge as yeah. well. Um, and then I'd say uh, as we've grown here with energy, uh, especially in 2010, um, we, we say we've become a professional energy services company. Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah. Great, Phil. What does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> well, through computers, we're, we're connected to over 400 buildings right now. Oh, wow. um, and we monitor and consult with our clients on their energy bills on those buildings. So if we combined all those buildings, roughly their spend on energy is 300 million per year. Okay. Um, so when you're tweaking and working with owners of these buildings, they may be an industrial, which something cannot go off, so they need to stay on, or it may be a school system that needs to help with their budgets and needs to run or have 
IAQ or indoor air quality issues, yeah. we help them through those professional services. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And a lot of that has been because of sick building syndrome. There's oh. been issues where there's mold in buildings and yeah. they need help uh, to monitor and record all these issues. Okay. So that has been a big challenge uh, with us that we've had to overcome. Wow. But it's created these different opportunities as well yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we've grown over the years. That's awesome. So each of those challenges really kind of almost forced you to, to find that next solution and the solution itself is what's continued to help grow the company. Yep. That's great. That's awesome. So, I mean, you kind of talk about those solutions being kind of the, the reward for working through there. Are there any specific successes that you've had over the years that, that you personally kind of you see as the highlights as you've kind of come up through the the DeMuth Train family? Okay, um, I'll give you the highlights like uh, when I said I came here and said this culture is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll break it down into a few parts. Uh, the culture um, is definitely made by our associates. Yeah. And before I got here in the 90s, uh, they started a program that's called New Orientation, uh, uh, New Associate Orientation Program. Yeah. The goal of that is a lot of people don't just work in this building. We have New, uh, Newport News uh, parts. We have uh, Chesapeake, which is a building behind us in Virginia Beach. And then we have people out in the field and they have people that work here. Yeah. Well, you're bringing in all these different cross sections. It's averages 20, 25 people now per year, associates we bring in gotcha. to train on all the different departments. Well, in that training, they do something called shared values. And to understand shared values, it's kind of like Microsoft is computer software. Yeah. Shared values is our people or cultural, behavioral software, if you will. So this is the, this shared values operating system is how we treat each other. And it's to understand what the values are that we go through treat they, they sound like normal what you should learn in school but nobody yeah. says it as a basis within your company treat others with uncompromising truth lavish trust on your associates mentor unselfishly be respective or be receptive to new ideas regardless of their origin give credit where credits due. do not trust dishonest dollars put the interest of others before your own and they've done this program, and I helped do it as well, or help with the new associate program, but the shared values portion is taught each year by our, our associates, oh, not okay. leadership. Oh, wow. The associates do it. Oh, that's great. So wow. that is, I'd say, that is probably one of the uh, greatest rewards I've seen. It, it continues. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, and to that point, um, one of the ways that you and I have been able to reconnect over the years, um, besides your involvement and support for the chamber, is through um, a local organization, Volunteer Hampton Roads. Um, and to your credit and to the credit of the organization, um, you've been recognized with, with rewards or awards for the things that you've, you've done and, and um, the, the successes that you've had 
for your community involvement. Is that was that something that was built into the culture when you got here? Is that something you you all have really developed over the last few decades? I mean, what what was the catalyst for being so incredibly involved in the community? Wow, it, it used to I think about um, when I was I don't know young young teens. Uh, there was a lot of there was more. It was a small, it was, you know, less than 50 people probably in the office. Yeah. Um, and they do smaller things together, meaning you used to have, you know, your basic office picnics and they would help each other quite a bit. Um, yeah. One thing that this organization does if an associate's down, um, we've had associates with uh, cancer that, you know, people are over there cutting their lawn, helping out, you know. Wow doing whatever they need to help out. Uh, yeah. We've had an associate that has had um, a fire in their house, uh, yeah. lost their fire, and then people uh, within their, you know, their peers have helped them out, get back on their f feet. It's just, oh, I mean, wow. the, the, I don't know if it's demuth per se, it's the culture that yeah. is created here that just, just blows me away. Yeah. It, it's really humbling. And it's impactful. That's great. That's great. Um, so, as the move continues to grow for the next fifty years, I mean, do you all have kind of some short-term or long-term goals that you'd love to be able to see for for the as as we move forward? Um, let's see. Uh, short-term goals. Right now, I'd, uh, I, we're working on something called our Client Experience Program and Culture Experience Program. The, the Client Experience Program, again, is made up of associates within our company yeah. that focus on our clients' needs. Gotcha. Sometimes, we're uh, roughly 200 people now. Um, we started at nine people. I don't know if I covered that uh, at all. So we're bigger and you, you lose a little bit of that closeness sometimes with your yeah. with your client if you're not careful, and so we came up with this client ex, uh, experience program to helps us focus on what's the what are the behaviors that best help our clients experience. Gotcha. We need to help them to be better than our competition. We yeah. need to always be focused on that, no, no matter what that is. And it's simple things sometimes as are we easy to do business with as you yeah. grow. You get a lot of processes, you get a lot of, you know, back and forth, and then it's like, next thing you know, you're harder to do business with, and that's not what you're trying to be. You're trying yeah. to be, to provide solutions to customers to help their needs. Yeah. And this group of roughly eight associates for the client side, and then we have eight for our culture side, we're doing the same thing with our culture. The client side came up with this, this thing called the five-star experience. So their goal is to consistently drive five-star uh, client experience okay. with each associates. And they have gotcha. broken down what that means and everything else. That's pretty cool. So you really put a, a huge emphasis on letting the, the team, the actual employees themselves, drive a lot of, of the structure of the company and kind of how you move forward as an organization rather than being kind of a top-down approach. You're almost doing it from the inside out, I guess. That has been the culture of Demuth for 50 years, yeah. and we sometimes fall backwards, you know, as, yeah. as you're growing it, and then it re 
I'd say within the last three years, we decided, hey, we got to get back to our core yeah. and have gotten back to more of that. That's and great. Our associates are, are they're dedicating their time too for this and we're saying this isn't just your time this is as important as what you're doing with your day job yeah so when you have this time we got to protect you with that time to focus that's great. on what needs to be done so have you found at times that that the staff even will come back and say hey we we kind of need to to refocus or recenter a little bit um, if they've seen the trend kind of go in one direction or the other they're they're on the front lines yeah. this goes back to decentralized command yeah they need to be the ones m making the adjustments we need um, and and giving that feedback back to us yeah. and we need to help them and listen to them sometimes we're not going to like it, and it <laughs> but it's the right thing yeah yeah, but that speaks volumes for the leadership because I mean that can be hard as a leader to 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 be willing to to have the feedback and to and to have some of those honest conversations. So uh, credit to to your entire leadership team for willing being willing to do that because it's not always easy and it's and it's not something that all companies do. It's um, un unfortunately in some cases it can be unique to certain companies. So um, so. From a long-term standpoint, if, if you and I get back together here in another 10 or 20 years, kind of what do you see for the future from that side of the business? Um, for our main business, it's really gonna be, you hear the term building automation system, control system, computers, uh, the push on healthy buildings. You know, COVID, oh, yeah. now you have this competing thing where you have COVID, you wanna make sure you're trying to address through different things, filtration or whatever you can to, or ventilation, you put more air, outside air into your buildings. Yeah. Well, all, all these things make your energy use higher. <laughs> yeah. So now you're, yeah. all that energy savings you were trying to do, now it's like whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have a, have a balance there. We're probably gonna see a lot of that um, okay. happening, but again, it's gonna come down to automation. Um, uh, our business, uh, I mean, the buildings we're serving are highly connected and the, the buildings are throwing us out data points. Okay. So we have engineering teams and evaluation teams that take those data points and uh, fine tune those buildings. Um, so again, they're looking for comfort or it could be safety now yeah. or minimizing that energy use. Gotcha. Um, and we're moving also, you hear a thing called preventative maintenance. You change the oil in your car, um, you know, to make sure your engine's running. Well, we do the same thing with HVAC. Um, we're starting to, with computers, be able to do uh, predictive maintenance. Oh, okay. All of a sudden you have, uh, say, vibration on a bearing. It may be an indication that is about to go, that motor. Uh. Okay. Or, or something, so you, you go ahead and evaluate and pre-service uh, pre, uh, uh, a piece of equipment, knowing instead of waiting until it breaks, ah, gotcha. you change it ahead of time. Yeah. So yeah. it's more predictive with the computer systems now. Gotcha. And I assume a cost savings because obviously you're being proactive exactly. rather than reactive. So, um, well, and with the chamber, 
over the last, uh, at least in the few years that I've been on board, one of the things we talk about a lot in the Hampton Roads 757 community is, is the workforce development. And I know I've sat in on some, some uh, local school meetings um, with leadership and we talk about um, hiring quality workers and, and you've talked on a couple occasions already about the fact that this is as much about technology as it is about the actual HVAC industry. So how have you seen kind of your trend because it sounds like because of the culture of your business you're not only looking for someone who is technically strong but you're but somebody who is culturally strong that's going to fit into the culture of your business so how know, do you it's guys so painful. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot so to your credit i mean how how have you guys kind of managed that i mean you've obviously got what you feel is a really good staff um, technically strong so how have you guys gone about kind of building that team over the years knowing that there are so many aspects of, of your, your team that, that are important to you? Well, um, we have continual succession planning. Or, or our leadership team every year has got to do its succession plan. What happens to them if they were to go? Okay. And then we also have that through um, out the organization, or at least oh, we wow. try to. Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit, I'd say this year is probably one of the biggest challenges we've had. Yeah. Um, meaning, we've been 50 years in business. I've we've had guys retire this year that started when I was two. Wow. You know they wow. are great and I um, love them to death. Yeah. And, but they, it, it was time they want to retire. Got yeah. it. And but that knowledge, you know, wow, yeah. all these that those years go. So we're we're having to. Um, work with plans we have different schoolings school systems uh, we work with both uh, universities because because okay. basically our our population uh, of, of what we do we have engineers we have technical mechanical trades uh, folks that either work on basically programmers yeah. or work on mechanical equipment and they have to know the whole systems it's 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 pretty technical. Yeah. And then project managers getting a uh, to run projects. We need a lot of project managers in order to do that, wow. and effective that actually know equipment and systems too. Yeah. And then coordinators running uh, projects. Um, so, uh, and a lot of that comes from years of schooling at either university or trade schools. Yeah. And we're, we've worked with some of the local uh, K through 12 trades to start an apprenticeship. Program. Oh, okay. Uh, one we have right now is with TCC. Okay. And uh, uh, we're doing that. We have two full time trainers. Oh, wow. That used to be technicians that yeah. decided they wanted to uh, go and they helped train uh, our guys and then help train um, building owners with the, the systems. Oh, that's great. The controls. Wow. So um, it has been, it's been our biggest challenge. Yeah and continues yeah. to be but um but it's something we're having to really invest time and focus on gotcha yeah and that's something that you and i were talking about this before we jumped on the podcast about the fact that there there is so much training within this industry that i was never aware of uh, with your company with the with the other businesses that we partner with 
that the training aspect of it is it is a literally a continual education process for people within this industry that you don't just you don't just go through your initial schooling and then you go off and you you work the for the next 20 or 30 years that that there's always a, a, a part of this that has to be continually um, updated and continually reinforced and and um, I mean, we sit here in this podcast and, and we're in a beautiful training space that you have here at, at your main location. Um, and, and you had said when we were making the walk that this is, a, this is a major aspect of what you guys do and how you have to continually update this for the growth of your business. Um, so it's impressive what, what you, you were all able to do, but it sounds like it's, it's as much out of necessity as it is out of, of just your the, how you want to grow your business. Correct. Yeah, that's Correct. great. Um, so as we wrap up the, uh, the conversations, um, is there anything else you wanted our listeners to know about the Muth train, about your team, about the, the business? Oh, wow. Um, well, we've, we're continuing to hire. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you look at if those interested in the uh, commercial industrial HVA industry or or energy field. We have energy gotcha. engineers as well. Okay, which is a which is kind of a new field. Yeah. Um, uh, give back. Uh, we're active with United Way. Uh, okay. Of Hampton Roads and and also Volunteer Hampton Roads. Nice. Shout uh, out to Michelle Anderson and and Stephanie Nick, Gorham. Yep. Uh, Two great ladies that are yeah. doing great things here in the local area. Absolutely. Wonderful. And uh, we can be reached at Dubuth.com or uh, welcome to call us at here and ask for me at 757-558-0200. Uh, Perfect. Phil Perfect. DeMuth, the short ball guy. <laughs> well, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, to talk to the listeners of, of Tag Talks. Um, <clears throat> it really is an impressive... Uh, set up and and if somebody is interested in, in checking this out can they stop by and 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 take a look oh yeah just give me a call and i any uh to to any uh kids in high school we have a nice mechanical room i could give them a tour about the industry if they were interested awesome be happy to do that awesome yeah it, it's up. a it's a neat setup so for those who are listening if you do get the chance to, um, it's definitely worth the trip out here to uh Cavalier Business Park, so here in Chesapeake, Virginia. So, well, uh, Phil, thank you again for for taking the time to talk to me and talk to our listeners. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, congratulations to you and the entire team on 50 successful years. Thank you, really appreciate it. Thanks Great. for taking time to absolutely. Have.